Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Today's Ben Jarofsky show is brought to you in part by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, our sponsors, as well as, yeah, the Chicago Reader. If you want to become a binhead, by the way, that's what we call avid listeners of this show, you can go yeah, mm, go to chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky, J-O-R-A-V as in victory, S-K-Y. There you can find out how you can help out the program. You can either join the Avenue, the Alley, or the Boulevard. The choice is yours. Go check it out, Chicago Reader. Dot com forward slash Jarofsky. Yes, Tina, on the live stream chat, the correct name is Hacktivist. But we're not going to call him that, all right? You can't take the hacker and activist, put it together, right? Absolutely. That's what it's called. And Tina, you're absolutely correct. Uh, so, we'll ask Freddie on Tuesday, what do you want us to call you? Hacktivist? Hacker? Computer genius? Because I would... They, they, I don't know if they're buying into the hacktivist thing, but you're absolutely correct. That's the correct word. All right. Uh, usually we have a song of the week from Frank. Frank is nowhere to be found on the live stream chat. So I'm just going to give you one. Ben, sing any Led Zeppelin song. Go. Uh, oh, I love. Yeah. All right. Oh, and there we go. Yeah. And the Ben Jarofsky show starts now. Friday, May 21st, and live from my apartment and his attic, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show's Oh, What a Week It Was, a week in review. And now your host, not a hacktivist, (laughs) just a columnist, (laughs) Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Laurie Gay Friday, and here's why. Because if it's, oh, what a week it was, this week was all about Mayor Laurie Lightfoot. The pride and joy of some small town in Ohio that I can't think of right now, D. But it's a town in Ohio outside of Cleveland. Yeah, you'd think she'd be a Browns fan. Akron. No, it's not accurate. Dayton. It's some town I never heard of. This is, you know, see, here's the thing. One of the things we'll be discussing is the fact that Lori Lightfoot said uh, she issued a proclamation uh, uh, that uh, for two year assessments of her second year in office, uh, she would limit limit at first one on ones to reporters of color. Which I kind of, you know, I got no problem with that. Anything to. uh, Anything that might encourage uh, any editor to hire a person of color, God bless them. So uh, the other thing is, like, I don't really know what I would ask Lori Lightfoot, because as I've long ago learned, D, Lori Lightfoot's not going to give me a straight answer to anything I say. So, uh, you know, let somebody else try to get a straight answer. Remember the one time I tried to get J.B. Pritzker to 
JB Prisker will be looking at me going, Ben, you're asking me a question, but I'm not going to answer. Watch me dance. Whoa, whoa. Uh, ben, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> they don't answer the questions. Why even, why, why even have the interviews? Well, Ben, you don't understand. It's a very important milestone in any mayor's tenure, that second year point. We must talk about the two years in. Okay. Okay. I'm a journalist. I will do all the conventions that journalists do because that's what we do as journalists. Anyway, but D, if I ever got her, I'd be like, come on, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Let's get to the heart of things. Why are you a Bears fan when you're from Ohio? Should be a Browns fan. Let's talk about that for a moment, huh? Could it be that you just picked up this whole bear thing to win over the population? Could that be what's going on here? Much the way Barack Obama wore a white Sox hat. <laughs> Folks, seriously, Chicago, do you think Barack Obama ever cared about the White Sox? The guy's from Hawaii. Chicagoans know Ben. Well, he's a real White Sox fan. I know this. That's why I voted for him. <laughs> Chicagoans will believe anything. So, D, that would have been my question. There you go. That well, that's way. wasn't that great. So, <laughs> no, and then, but see, here's the thing: like when you uh, when you when you set up an interview with somebody as powerful as a mayor, they want the questions in advance. Generally, uh, Ben, uh, so what questions will you be asking uh, Mayor Lightfoot? Well, the first question will be: uh, if you're from Cleveland, the Cleveland area, why aren't you a Browns fan? Oh, sorry, that's. Not a good question. And yeah, right. They'd be like, perfect. Question. Don't ask serious stuff. <laughs> well, I don't know, D. Now, hold on now. Before you just dismiss my question as frivolous, it does get at a certain essence of a person's character. For instance, is she really a Bears fan or is it just a guy she adopted to win over Chicago voters? Like Mayor Ron pretended he likes sports. He didn't know anything about sports. I love sports. <laughs> okay. You know, I better say he was a Hawks fan so he could beat the Hawk rally, even though everybody boo. boo. <laughs> so anyway, D. Went on a tangent. Didn't even mean to go on that tangent. So it's uh, what a week it was. And a lot of the news has to do with Lori Lightfoot on so many levels. Uh, and the doctor has been feverishly, and I mean feverishly, <sighs> going through newspaper articles and magazine articles and news reports and AP reports and radio. He spent all of yesterday listening to WBEZ for a week. He told me, Ben, I cannot be bothered. Don't call me. Don't talk to me about John Morant. Don't call me and tell me about LeBron shot. Don't talk about Tony LaRussa. I'm listening to BEZ to prepare for this segment. So without further ado, the young man from Alton will put aside his radio, his transistor radio, which is tuned to WBEZ. And take it away with, oh, what a week it was. Newsroom, come on, we're live! <laughs> come on, give me a story! <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> oh, what a week it was. You ain't kidding, pal. Are you there? I put the thing on mute because the train went by. I'm trying to be a professional podcaster. Oh, all right. I thought I lost you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I did. I put it on mute. You called me out on it. 
God dang, I hate when that happens. All right. Got a lot of news here. Let's talk about it. How's it going? I'm Dennis. Uh, Let's talk about the week that was in Chicago and or Illinois. We begin in Illinois, and you know... Not a very eventful week for our Illinois Governor, J.B. Pritzker, but one of his early Illinois gubernatorial challengers just made the headlines. Is it the one who oddly compares running a state to paving a parking lot? No. Is it Paul Schimpf? Is that his name? Of course it isn't. It's the downstate hog farmer, Xenia, Illinois Senator Darren Bailey. That is correct. It's time for another wicked early 2022 Illinois gubernatorial candidate update. This is a 2022 Illinois gubernatorial candidate update. Never early enough, if you ask me. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times, Andrew Sullender and Rachel Hinton. Two of the state's uh, two, of, <laughs> two of the state's Senate's newest members, the chamber's first LGTBQ senator and Darren Bailey clashed Thursday over legislation meant to standardize sex education curriculums in the state. Bailey accused the bill's Democratic sponsors of, quote, pushing perversion in our schools. Northside State Senator Mike Simmons called Bailey's remark, quote, deeply offensive and asked that it be stricken from the record. In the House, members advanced legislation that would require menstrual hygiene products to be available in bathrooms in every school building, male and female, a bill that also prompted a heated verbal exchange. A little bit about the bill. Starting in second grade, students would learn to define consent, gender, identity, and different types of families, including cohabiting uh, and same-sex couples. Uh, A spokesman said those standards help students, quote, understand a healthy relationship. Darren Bailey objected the bill, saying, quote, teachers who work to teach our kids about proper education have absolutely no reason in teaching this. Absolute nonsense. It's a bill teaching children sexual acts and more that should not be taught in public schools. The Democrats know it's wrong and they don't want parents to actively know what they're trying to make our schools teach their kids. Wow. Culture wars breaking out. And I just want to say that listeners to the Ben Jarofsky show are way ahead of the curve when it comes to most news followers in Chicago. Dean, I know this because I meet many, many people, as shocking this is, who don't listen to my show. I've never really discussed this with you, D. So, like, (laughs) I'll meet someone, and usually they have the baby boomer persuasion that I'll meet these people, and they go, really liked your show on the radio. It's really sad that you lost your radio show. Well, that was three years ago, and I'm doing a podcast for three years. Oh, oops. So, like, they think they're saying something nice to you, you know what I'm saying? But they're really kind of saying something. Like, you went off the world as far as I know it. You fell off the earth. The earth is flat. (laughs) And you used to be on the part of the earth where I lived. But when you left that part... Anyway, I say all this because if you listen to this show, you would know we've been talking about Darren D.B. Big Feller, the hog farmer, for, I don't know, D, how long? At least a year. Wouldn't you say that? At least a year? It popped on our radar. And part of the reason I always saw to this young man, he's from Walton, so he has made me aware that there is a part of Illinois that's south of Chicago. 
I did not know that until I met Dennis. So now I'm where we talk downstate news, you know, Bob Diber. That's another thing. We talk about Bob Diber in the show all the time. The downstate Democrat Dennis voted for him in the gubernatorial election. I wish I voted for him. All right. Damn. Anyway, but other people go, who's Bob Diber? I go, well, clearly you're not listening to the Ben Jarofsky show because we talk about Bob Diber all the time. But he's a good downstater, in my humble opinion, in terms of his politics. Darren Bailey is a little to the right of Donald Trump, and he's been waging culture wars from his position as a House representative. He was in the House of Representatives before, uh, and then he, quote unquote, was promoted to the state Senate. So, yes, he's a freshman state senator, but he's not a freshman legislator. Just want to make that point clear. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so he's running for uh, governor uh, in the Republican primary for the right to run against J.B. Pritzker. Uh, and uh, his essential qualifications to MAGA, which controls uh, the Republican Party these days in the state of Illinois, is one, that he does not believe that the pandemic was real. Two, he does not. He believes that the governor Pritzker exceeded his authority by asking people to say, stay six feet apart and wear masks. Three, he figures he calls that an act of tyranny. He open really, uh, openly rebelled against it. Four, he uh, pledges allegiance every morning when he wakes up to Donald John Trump. He loves Donald John Trump, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else is he against? Well, now I see he's against any attempt whatsoever to get regular mainstream America to recognize people who don't look or act or behave exactly the way do they do to think of them as human beings who share the planet and are not like me falling off the earth <laughs> when I get fired. <laughs> I think it's a reasonable request, but no. It's a perversion. So it's like, I guess it's, it's an immediate goal uh, for D.B. Darren Bailey. Big feller, hog farmer. Uh, who was he just denouncing the other day? He was denouncing, oh, he was denouncing, he was calling on Pritzker. Uh, he was calling on Pritzker not to take federal funds, relief funds from the feds because he thought that it would discourage, it'd be a disincentive. People from working, if you gave him $300 a week just to pay the bills. Meanwhile, he's taking subsidies for not. When he can't meet his price, the price isn't meeting his needs for his farm. He takes handouts, but it's a different thing, man. When he takes a handout, it's an economic development. When you give a guy who's broke $300, well, it's a disincentive. He's lazy. So that's your Republican candidate for governor. That's where the party is right now. So he's taking a very short-term view. If he can win over MAGA, he will be the gubernatorial nominee for the Republican Party. And then he'll worry <laughs> about picking up enough like Democrats and swing voters. So, you know, this is his plan. His plan is to scare the hell out of, I don't know, who who's going to be scared by this? You know what I mean? The, who is scared? Who like, I mean, I guess uh, the quintessential stereotypical uh, suburban couple, very concerned about what my child is learning in school. I mean, I don't know. Will they overlook his position on choice and environmental regulation and, uh, 
you know, uh, unions. Are they going to look overlook every other issue that matters just because, well, you know, I really think this is perversion. I think he's right. I don't, I don't know. I think it's a long shot. Just saying, Republicans, it's a long. He may win the Republican nomination. By then, I think everybody in Illinois who pays attention, not just listeners to the Ben Jarosky show, will know who he is. So DB's firing it up, D. He's getting ready to run. Well, he is running. And he's getting ready to win that gubernatorial nomination from the MAGA party. So would you say this uh, recent announcement uh, helps or hurts his chances here? Uh, helps his chances of winning the Republican nomination. Absolutely. MAGA's like, yeah, this is outrageous. This is perversion. And you said Republican nomination, not necessarily the whole uh, the whole oh, thing. No. <laughs> okay. No, does not help him. I have confidence. Oh, God, D, whenever I do this, I get nervous. <laughs> I have confidence that the voters of, let's say, Elmhurst, I'm just going to start randomly naming suburban enclaves, uh, Wheeling. Nice. Uh, I've rode my bike here. there. Great place. Great area. Uh, Glenview. I'm naming some. I'm showing you how enlightened I am. Uh, wait, hold on, D. I got to come up with one more. Plainfield. I'm really, I'm running low. I'm running low. I'm running low on suburban names. Romeoville. I have confidence that uh, most of them will go, I don't know. This is like, this is just too whacked out for me. And, you know, so, uh, so I don't think this will help him in the general election at all. And there it was a wicked early 2022 Illinois gubernatorial candidate update. This is a 2022 Illinois gubernatorial candidate update. That's so funny. <laughs> no, I just think it's so funny when I meet a boomer and I go, really miss you, your radio show. It's really sad. That Guys, it was three years ago, okay? Even I've gotten over it by then. That's number one. And number two, I've been doing this. If you loved it so much, you can just listen to this. How do you find it? A podcast. That's interesting. I've heard about podcasts. Uh, How do you find them? The internet? Huh. <laughs> a thing I look at naked ladies on? <laughs> you know, guy, it's a thing on your phone. You got the Google thing. You type my name in. Bada boom. Oh. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So that's about all I had for uh, Illinois news. Uh, anything you want to mention or get off your chest here before the weekends uh, as far as Illinois Governor Pritzker, uh, any Illinois statewide news, Ben, you want to get off your chest? Well, uh, but it's not really statewide news. But it's something I want to get off my chest, which, since you asked me, I get to say it. I'll probably cut this out in the editing process. No, big time. Always... <laughs> this part's weird. <laughs> I can't believe this Tony LaRusso thing is still a news oh, story, God. D. I mean, goddamn Sun Times, beloved Bright One, home delivered every day. You guys got to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, keep it coming, guys. Keep it coming. I find it very entertaining. We we do, uh, dedicated about 15 minutes to this yesterday with the great Miles Porter. Miles did a great job. We were talking about Tony LaRusso, manager of the White Sox, you know, totally made a fool of himself by throwing his his players under the bus because they violated some unwritten rule of baseball, which by the way, not only was unwritten, didn't really exist. So we have this phony little dichotomy between old timers and new timers even though it's just something that exists in Tony LaRusso's mind. And my wife, by the way, had the best view on this. 
my wife's position. She knows nothing about baseball, but she can recognize egomaniacs. She thinks that Tony Lewis is just mad at the player because he ignored his sign when he told him to take the pitch as opposed to swing to the pitch. And that's what this is all about. Don't listen to me, huh? I'll show you. I'll throw you under the bus. <laughs> anyway, that was yesterday's conversation. I figured, okay, this Tony LaRusa story is gone. Nobody's going to be talking. D, it's front page news and the yeah. bright one. Yeah. <laughs> and when, when I say front page news, folks, you got to know that sometimes the tabloid, when you look at the front page, the literal front page, it's the news story. Okay, but if you turn it over, this is education for people who've never seen a newspaper, D, you see the sports section. So you could say it's the front page of the sports section, but they're still talking about it. Sometimes like we're on this story. We're not giving up on it. (laughs) So anyway, I'm like, guys, I don't know. Sox are, by the way, number one, number one, number one in the. On the American League right now, very happy to say. Right, they're doing great. Why do we have to go find something bad about uh, what's going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> they're so waiting for the Sox to start losing, and then the story will be: Has the team turned on Tony Larusa? <laughs> Is Tony Larusa the reason the White Sox blew a five-run lead? We're gonna have that and other stories. The first. <laughs> The leather. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tony LaRusso is like, huh, what? Huh? <laughs> 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 My sandwich. <laughs> By the way, I just want to make another clarification like we did yesterday. It is LaRusso, not LaRusso. Like a lot of you guys who aren't following sports want to call him LaRusso. It's LaRusso, right? Just helping out my non-sports fans out there, D. A lot of them don't follow sports. I got to help them out every now and then. Hang right, tight, non-sports fans. Hang tight. Not, he snuck that one in there on me, guys. All right? I didn't know he was going to talk about that. Hang tight, non-sports fans. Uh, ben, Tina on the live stream chat seems to disagree. She says uh, this news from Darren Bailey hurts his campaign. She says Darren Bailey is out of touch with her area. And uh, what area is that, by the way, Tina? Uh, she says since the so-called labor shortage places in the northern area has raised their starting wages. Uh, well, I... I say he is, it helps him in the Republican primary, just speak clarification. It, in my opinion, it helps him in the Republican primary, because that's where Republicans are now. Uh, but I agree with Tina, it hurts him in the general election. Just to clarify my position on this. And uh, Tina is in Waukegan. Oh, okay. Waukegan. Jeremy Richmond's town. All right, statewide news, done. On to the news in the city of Chicago in the week that was for our Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot. We are out of runway. Whatever that means. (laughs) (laughs) But, hey, the runway is clear for Chicago hipster youth's favorite summer event. We learned that this week. And, oddly, it's Ben Jarosky's favorite event as well, Lollapalooza. It's true. Lollapalooza will be returning July 29th through August 1st. And guys, I guess the pandemic will officially be over after July 29th because Lollapalooza will also be returning at full capacity. In the past, Lollapalooza has seen an upwards of about uh, 400,000 attendees. How do you feel about that initial news there when you first heard it? I just, I don't, you know, guys, I mean, maybe I'm just... I don't know. This is the boomer of me talking. 
maybe I'm just a little too cautious. But I don't know how why people think it'd be a good idea to squeeze so many people uh, into one setting. No, they're gonna go. Ben, it's outdoors. Okay, you're you're right. But this is so funny coming from Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Close the parks. Don't play basketball. Don't play soccer. Don't ride your bike. <laughs> Man, we just like, that was yesterday and yesterday's gone. Okay. Okay. Now we're today. Let's just all get together in the middle of the field, you know, just cheek to cheek. Let's share a bong while we're out there. You know, I'm hungry. Let's just, uh, let's share a sandwich. Let's share this Coca-Cola. Well, Ben, now he doesn't like to talk about it, but it's true. He loves Lollapalooza and Ben was actually, he's been at the last few Lollapalooza. Rumor has it, you're quite the, the bong share. You're, hey, let me hit that bong. <laughs> hey, don't bokeh that bong, man. No, I know you're going this year. Don't do that. All right. It's a pandemic, please. Uh, I would be in a hazmat suit if I went to Lollapalooza. <laughs> don't breathe on me. Did you get your shot? Mm. Uh, let's see. Full COVID-19 vaccination or negative COVID-19 test results will be required to attend Lollapalooza 2021. Wait, time out. Run that by me. Full vaccination will be required? Full COVID-19 vaccination or negative COVID-19 test results will be required to attend Lollapalooza 2021. I see you just read the headline and got all excited and didn't read the rest of the story this week, huh, Ben? Uh, can we edit this out of uh, the podcast? It just, I did not realize. That's a whole other riff I didn't think of. Yeah. Uh, so... You know, there's a lot. I don't want to break the news to you, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, but there's a lot of cheating going on with people. There's like really no passport you have. So you could just go make your own up. I read about it. Okay. I read about it. And if I read about it in the Sun-Times, that means everyone knows about it because the Sun-Times got it from the Internet. (laughs) Twitter. So they're all tweeting about it. So I don't know, D. Requiring people to, oh, here's my passport. Okay, come on, kid. <laughs> this so, country's like determined to have a, another outbreak. I think this country's like, we want to have an outbreak. So we're going to pretend like this whole thing didn't exist. And that's where we're heading, D. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I didn't know about the, you had to prove it. Yeah, for patrons who are not fully vaccinated, a negative COVID-19 test uh, result must be obtained within 24 hours of attending Lollapalooza each day. Huh. So help me out here, D. This is like 24 hours now. Like, guys, can we just have it as one night? Can we just have it like a normal (laughs) concert? One night. That's all you need. (laughs) Well, just like spread it out a little bit. No. The whole point is to make as much money as we can by packing a bunch of suckers into a field and playing bad music over cheap loudspeakers. They can't hear a damn thing, but it doesn't matter because they're inebriated and stoned. I mean, that is true. Like you could, I like that idea. Spread out Lollapalooza. Let's have some, you know what? Let's spread it so out, so far out that part of it is in uh, downstate Centralia. How about that? There we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Let's get it down to DB's con- Zenia, Illinois. Let's have a Lollapalooza in the town square. He he doesn't believe that the pandemic was real. Lori Lightfoot and Darren Bailey, the views of the pandemic are converging. That's the sound of their converging. Oh, there a brand new sound effect (laughs) right here in the Ben Jarofsky show. Don't say you never hear anything new on this program. What was that again? That sound effect? (laughs) And what what is that for? The melding. The last thing at the end, I just added it. (laughs) 
their minds meld. Oh. Suddenly, Lori Lightfoot's going, you know, she said this uh, the other day at one of her advisors, that Darren Bailey is making more and more sense. And so I think we should have Lollapalooza and just have everybody converge. Yes. Pandemic's over. <laughs> Let's see. See you in October, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, I think we just lost 20 listeners who are Lollapalooza attendees with this uh, story we're doing here. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot said in a press release, quote, here in Chicago, the word Lollapalooza has always been synonymous with summer. Great music in four days. Four, not three or two, four days of unforgettable fun, which made last year's decision to postpone it all the more difficult. Really wasn't that difficult. You had to do it. <laughs> wasn't diff- Mayor Lori Lightfoot, as I recall, you were eagerly closing everything. <laughs> wasn't difficult. Get out of that park. Now. <laughs> Beaches closed. Get you- get off. Your- Did you get off your bike and stand there and look at a bird? Keep moving. Remember that, D? Yeah, no <laughs> congregating. No congregating, no passive recreational, looking at the sky and thinking great thoughts. No, move. We'll let you be in the park, but you have to keep moving. Yeah, it didn't, I don't know. It was so difficult. It didn't seem difficult at all. It seemed like she kind of enjoyed it, Dave. Just saying. Just. Now, guys, that's not all. Afraid not. Ben Jarofsky, the mayor, has done it again. Thank God. Science is back, baby. Another online commercial featuring another awkward performance (laughs) from our Chicago mayor. Just stay home. Save lives. Boy, that sucked. This is slowly starting to beat out political campaign ads, by the way. It's my favorite thing to play on the Ben Jarofsky show. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, the mayor sat down with Dr. Allison Arwadi for their latest Lollapalooza commercial. And yes, we're going to hear it. Sorry, Jay Marie, on the live stream chat, but we're going to hear it. Uh, in this ad, the two are kicking back, shooting the breeze, and listening to some music. <laughs> And for what it's worth, I'll admit it, all right? I think Dr. Allison Arwadi's kind of funny in this ad. Just saying. Well, let's <laughs> your opinion. Everyone's got one. It's kind of funny. It also features Jane's Addiction frontman and founder of Lollapalooza, Perry Farrell. Uh, also an awkward performance, but hey, who cares? I cut that part out. All right, here we go. Lollapalooza is back. Please, no one invite me. You're wasting your time if you do. Here's the ad from Lightfoot and Dr. Arwadi. Dude, I love this song. I, I like this playlist I put together. Let me let you listen to something else. Uh huh. Check this one out. Oh yeah, that one's good too. Yeah. But you know what's so much better? What? When it's live. Ugh, you're right. It is. What do you think, Allison? You know, I think we can do it. We keep getting people vaccinated. We keep making good progress. <laughs> I'm giving the green light. <laughs> Let's stop right there, Ben. So far, your thoughts. Well, okay. I don't think it works that way. I know they always go, it's the science. But I don't think the mayor of the city of Chicago asks the health commissioner for her opinion as to whether they can open up the city. I think the mayor of the city of Chicago says to the health commissioner, all right, I'm sick of this. Open up. Give me what I need to to open up the city. Give me some kind of assurance. Okay, boss, you're right. I don't think it works that way. 
I'm just saying, D. Uh-oh. They're going to say, Ben, you're so jaded, you're so cynical. No. The mayor looks to the experts. It's not that way, Ben. You're too cynical. Okay? I don't know. I think it's more like the mayor says to the experts, give me what expert opinion I need so that I can go before the people of Chicago and say, here comes Lollapalooza, or we're shutting down the lakefront. I don't know how deep we've gone from shutting down the lakefront to having Lollapalooza. And the same people are now arguing the same thing. I mean, it's just like, I don't know, Chicago. You know, and I've often been accused of being out of touch with Chicago. I realize that I'm not a normal Chicagoan. I'm not really, I'm not from Chicago. So I don't know how you guys are buying this. Shut down the lakefront. No bike riding, no kite flying, because that's standing in one place. And definitely no basketball playing. But let's just pack 400,000 people in the Grand Park. See where that gets us. And yes, I cut the audio, and we will be hearing this clip in future Ben Jarofsky shows. I tell you what, that Lori Lightfoot's quite an actress. I just say, indeed, she's good. I like her. Uh, <laughs> kind of Pillsbury Doughboyish, if you ask me. <laughs> Uh, but wait, there's more. Everyone's oh. going to be excited. <laughs> People are going to lose their minds. I'm ready. Whoa. <laughs> all righty then. You know, Lala's not just for the kids. We are all excited about this. Rock on, baby. Rock on, <laughs> baby. Uh, <laughs> okay. By the way, uh, you can't see it. Uh, I got to give him credit, but uh, Dr. Wadi at the end is wearing what they would consider Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza gear, which is just yeah, in 1989. Like... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, here's the thing, man. Now, Lollapalooza has become like cheesecake and deep dish pizza and what, well, you know, like these uh, uh, hot dogs, but. W- don't put ketchup on it. It's something you're supposed to like because you're from Chicago, even though it's not from Chicago. It's run by people who don't live in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? And that most of the people come. But see, you know what, D? Every time I made fun of Lollapalooza in the past, uh, Mark Thomas, who runs the alley or used to run the alley, used to, Ben, you don't understand. This is a big money maker for the city of Chicago. People come from all over the Midwest. So stop making fun of Mount Lollapalooza, all right? All right, so I won't make fun of Lollapalooza. And, I, you know, I, my kids are all old now. They're older. They're not old. They're young. But they're not teenagers anymore. And I remember when they were teenagers, and it'd be like, Dad, we're going to Lollapalooza. Uh, and then they would just, you know, it's just an excuse to get drunk, get stoned, get really sick. I've never had a kid come back from Lollapalooza without a cold. Then I'd get the freaking only thing I ever get out of Lollapalooza D was a cold. I think one night you were here in my house, stone lying on the couch. Okay. You don't have to share that with everybody. Awesome, man. (laughs) Actually, he was, yes, he was stoned and on my couch, but it had nothing to do with Lollapalooza. Um, So, I don't know if, if the youngsters are happy, I'm happy for him D. All right. That's, I should have the right attitude. But can I make a an observation about Lollapalooza D? Well, you know, I'm really kind of going on the terrain I don't know anything about. But 
I just want to give a shout out to Mark Garino uh, for guests on the Ben Jarofsky show. Uh, last time he was on, he was uh, talking about uh, the, the violence in Kenosha, Kyle Rittenhouse killing two people in uh, Kenosha and then being turned into a hero among uh, MAGA. So we were talking about that, but Mark Garino is also a huge uh, music fan and he's younger than me and he's apparently in the Lollapalooza and knows more about it than I do, which doesn't take much since I don't know anything about it. But he he pointed out the uh, that Lollapalooza's, this is his uh, theory, Lollapalooza's organizer got wise and they realized that they had a built-in audience of, I would call them suckers and saps. I don't think uh, Lollapalooza's organizers call them, but a bunch of teenagers who just wanted the opportunity to get out of the house, get away from the parents, get stoned, get drunk, what have you, and hang out in all of their liberated moment of feeling of free from their parents. And it doesn't matter who's playing on stage. It could be you, Dennis, Dr. D, playing the bongos on stage, and they'll show up anyway. And so they'll pay you like, here, hey, Dennis, here, here, 20 bucks, get on stage. And meanwhile, the Lollapalooza crowd will be like, yeah, Dennis, Dr. T, we love you, man. Hell yeah. So that's what, so there's, you know, you get more money for us. Why didn't we think of this before? We don't need Lady Gaga, Lady Denden. That's who we'll have. <laughs> we, that was so neat. 2012 Lady Gaga. Come on. <laughs> It wasn't it was that when whoa was that when is that how many years it's been since Lady Gaga's been at Lollapalooza? I don't know. It's who cares. Okay, let's. <laughs> anyway, what do you think of Margarino's theory, Young Dennis? I agree. I like Margarino's theory. Yeah, I think he's onto something. All right, let's go to the live stream chat and hear their theories on uh, the recent ad from Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Uh, Stephen Stephen weighed in on the live stream chat. He says, "OMG, I'm barfing." <laughs> yeah, he, he said that was awful. There's no way Dr. Awadi calls Lori dude. Yeah, no, and there's no way that Lori asked Dr. Awadi what she can do. It's the other way around. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, Brianna says, yeah, like Lori's heard any of this music. Uh, Michael Girardi said, hey, this is all terrible. I'm <laughs> just talking about the whole Michael show. Michael Girardi, or... if you can't get a song out of this, I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Uh, weigh in with your thoughts here. Uh, Lori Lightfoot's latest commercial. Like I said, uh, Allison Arwadi, pretty funny, all right? She's like a Andy Richter or something, you know what I mean? Like a nice little uh, sidekick there, huh? Yeah, by the way, my phone is ringing. Oh, there we go. Uh, it's, it's, I, guys, I have no, I didn't even know my phone worked. It's ringing. Uh oh. A. Arwadi is what's <laughs> the name that's popping up. Hold on. <laughs> And I tell Lori what to do, not the other way around. Oh, sorry, doctor. Well, that's... Yeah, and by the way, yes, those clips will be uh, on future Ben Jarofsky shows as well. Whoa! All righty then. <laughs> Wait a minute, D. We cannot let this moment pass without comparing the mayor's performance to her last performance, as you recall, with a completely different message. My times have changed. The last performance was her Thanksgiving Day performance, when which well, how many months ago was Thanksgiving Day? I've lost track of time. You're better at math than I am. Hmm, five months, yeah, yeah sure. about six months, five months ago. Well, edit that out, D. Uh, about five months ago, where she was saying, "Don't get together with your grandmother 
because she could be bearing a life-threatening disease. Remember that one, D? Remember that? Of course I do. This is the right thing to do, even though it's a hard thing to do. Of course, I'll give your love to, to Amy and Viv and Hank. All right, love you, Mom. We'll talk on Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. side gets me every time all right dennis you're an astute judge of theater and acting in your opinion which performance is superior Lori lightfoot telling people not to get together with grandma for thanksgiving because of the pandemic or Lori lightfoot urging everybody 400,000 people to gather in one little area of grand park to party on dude <laughs> pan what yeah two complete opposite messages <laughs> can i say they're both bad i don't know <laughs> uh, i i uh, i think the performance in uh thanksgiving grandma don't come just stay home alone grandma game <laughs> i don't know you could have brought grandma in you could have done stuff like like maybe you know uh, i know there was no shots back then but like you know do testing i mean you're allowing people to come into Lollapalooza without having a shot if they just <clears throat> to prove they passed the test what's changed between now and thanksgiving and I don't know, maybe have grandma do social distancing in the house. So grandma sits at the other side of the table. You know, they. Uh, I, I would say that that was the greater performance. It's truly one of the great performances of all time. The sigh. And let's not forget the mayor of Highland Park. <laughs> I'll freeze the cake. I don't know. Why don't you just eat the cake? Oh, I got to say, we made fun of her for talking about frozen cake, but I tried it afterwards. That's pretty damn good. So, I mean, I got no beef with uh, Nancy Rotering. The mayor, so <laughs> anyway. Hey, man, maybe we should have a Lollapalooza in Highland Park. There you go. I thought, figured out. Hey, Highland Park gets to weigh in. Remember the mayor? There was another mayor. Was it Dalton? I forget. <laughs> the mayor. Another mayor in that little spots that Lori orchestrated. All right. Well, we're going to... Um curb the Lollapalooza talk for a bit. But more Mayor Lightfoot news. Now, if you've been keeping track, you may have noticed that the mayor's year, well, hasn't been off to a great start, honestly. Uh, So far, we've had the aftermath of the botched Anjanette Young police raid. She damn near had another teacher strike on her hands. We had the police shooting of the unarmed 13-year-old Adam Toledo. There was that weekend when the mayor was allegedly going to resign from her office, also known as Rumorgate. Then came the leaked emails from the dark web, and I'm sure there's a few other things I'm missing here, but needless to say, Mayor Lightfoot needs a win in 2021. The mayor needs to champion an idea that everyone can get behind, and well, once again, this week the mayor did not find that idea. The following comes from WBEZ Chicago and Becky Vivia. In tweets and in a letter to City Hall reporters, Lightfoot said she will be, quote, exclusively providing one-on-one interviews with journalists of color to mark the end of two years as mayor. She said she was doing so to highlight long-standing disparity in the racial representation of newsrooms. Lightfoot wrote, quote, I've been struck since my first day on the campaign trail back in 2018 by the overwhelming whiteness and maleness of Chicago media outlets, editorial boards, the political press corps, and yes, 
the City Hall press corps specifically. The two-page letter uh, came after NBC5 political reporter Marianne Ahern tweeted late in the day Tuesday about the mayor's decision to grant exclusive one-on-one interviews. And, well, the mayor kept her promise. We have our first one-on-one interview with Mayor Lightfoot since the announcement. Her first interview was with the tribe. Ben, I know you had a lot to say about this. Go ahead and give us your thoughts. And uh, after that, what do you say we talk about Tucker Carlson? Okay. I have no idea what uh, we're going to say about Tucker Carlson, so uh, I I eagerly await that one. But i got to give a a big shout-out to Bella Boz for the tribe and uh, for her interview with Lori Lightfoot. And see, here's the thing, man. We we, we talked about this a lot. We had a lot of fun with this. And uh, by the way, we're dropping an interview uh, for Saturday, bonus interview with Ramana Hussein, who had a field day with this. Uh, I urge everybody to check it out. She was pretty funny uh, talking about (laughs) it. White reporters, they're outraged. I'm outraged. Um, I, of course, my first thought, which I'm not particularly uh, proud of and I'm a little ashamed of, is who would want to interview her anyway? Uh, I'm, so I humbly apologize for having that as a first thought. Uh, but I think there was a notion somewhere in the back of Lori Lightfoot's mind that she would get an easier time of it uh, from uh, black journalists. I think somewhere in the back of her mind she thought. Now, I appreciate Lori Lightfoot uh, drawing attention to the fact that our newsrooms are overwhelmingly white. And uh, that's been a condition in the city of Chicago going back uh, forever. Forever. And if a long-time listener to the show ever get, can recall Monroe Anderson telling more than one tale about um, the alienation of being the, like, the one black guy uh, at the Chicago Tribune. So uh, it wasn't the one black guy, but one of a very few. So I give her credit uh, for doing that. But that said, part of me thought that somewhere in the back of her mind, she said, oh, Fran Spielman will give me tough questions. Marion Ahern will give me tough questions. Parrish Schutz (laughs) will give me tough questions. But if I go to a black reporter, they'll be so happy that I'm allowing them to be in the room with me that they will give you softballs. Well, Bella Boz, man, she brought the hardballs from the trial. And here's the other thing. This is also what I appreciate about the interview. CD, what Lori Lightfoot ran down that recitation of what the newsroom looks like, and she's absolutely correct, white, male, et cetera, and so forth. But it's also exceedingly centrist. I, have, I cannot recall ever in the city of Chicago, a mainstream city hall reporter that was of the lefty persuasion. Of any race, of any ethnicity, D. You know, when you get you get a job in mainstream Chicago, you learn really early on. Oh, I'm moving to the center, <laughs> and you got to treat everybody, any reporter in this town. You read the coverage; they talk about the Chicago Teachers Union, the power-hungry Chicago Teachers Union, the all-powerful Chicago Teachers Union. They always like they treat the left like it's this little creature. That's out of touch. You know, like Mayor Rahm talking about, I rode around the lake and I didn't see anybody who cared about health care. That's how they treat lefties. So Bella Boz from the tribe comes out with a leftist point of view. Not just a black woman talking about issues of concern to the black community, uh, and particularly policing, criminal justice, but a leftist point of view talking about how you're dividing up the pie. 
So, uh, and th- I, I know Lori Life is probably thinking, who let this lady in? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I give uh, Bella Boz a lot of credit. I got to get Bella Boz on the show. Man, we need to uh, get to get her on the show because she killed it in this interview, in my humble opinion. And um, so, yeah. So, D, I, uh, I appreciate uh, that Lori Lightfoot opened up the doors because that gave me an opportunity to read an interview uh, from Bella Abbas, which is a perspective, like a worldview that I will never, ever, ever see in any mainstream newspaper. And it's not just, again, I'll point this out. It's not just like a Black Lives Matter policing issue. We hear that. You know, that's crossed over. But when you start talking about how you divide the pie, you know, and like what neighborhoods get what, you're not supposed to talk about that. So it's like every ribbon cutting ceremony that the mayor does for like a bakery or a grocery store, no matter how small on the west or south side is treated like this grand occasion. Meanwhile, they look the other way. Well, $1.3 for Lincoln Yards. Bella Boz, she, she brought Lincoln Yards up to Lori Lightfoot. So. A lot of shout out to uh, the tribe and Bella Boz. Not first time I can recall a leftist point of view. <laughs> a lot of love for lefties, D. A lot of love for lefties. Boy, and if you could all just, you know, give the mayor some softballs like she did with our former uh, first lady, that'd be great. How did you go from sharing stories over the years to deciding to write a book? Good question, Mayor. Good question. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That I am sure. CD, you are my, we, like we were synchronized. I didn't even think of that, but I think somewhere in the back of her mind, Lori Lightfoot goes, if I bring black reporters in, they'll ask me qu- questions the way I ask Hillary Clinton questions. <laughs> and Bella Boz is like, no, I'm bringing my A game to this game. So a lot of love for Bella Boz. How long will the mayor keep doing this, the one on one interviews? Well, I think. Uh, you mean the one-on-one interviews about her two-year anniversary, which is like, who? All right, Ben, stop being jaded. Stop being. Oh, no, keep going, boomer. keep going. <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. Well, it's the all-important two-year anniversary. It's a convention in journalism. We're gonna now sum it all up for you. <laughs> so we're gonna have an interview with Lori Lightfoot. Like she hasn't been preparing for this. You know what I mean? Like. Her handlers haven't been saying, okay, Mayor, they're going to ask you this question. I want you to answer it that way. Let's shop this question out. You know, like that hasn't been going on. Uh, so I I don't know. Got another couple of weeks of this, I guess. And then she'll finally get to the white people. All right, white people. Well, you had to wait a little while. It killed you, huh? You had to wait a little while. Didn't like that? All right, eh, Ben, let's go. Come on. I'll go up in that attic. Let's talk. Lori <laughs> Life is not coming on the Ben Chirovsky show. You know it, D. That'd be so funny, like her in the attic. All right. Uh, now, <laughs> I fo- way, it's hot in this attic right now. I almost, I almost forgot like about a horse. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nay. Sorry, my, my horse imitation. <laughs> now, I almost forgot about Tucker Carlson. The mayor's news made the national headlines. Oh, and you'd better believe that Fox News was quick to jump on this story. She even got the attention of Tucker Carlson and Fox News's number one news show, Tucker Carlson Tonight. <laughs> Tucker Carlson said about the plan from Lori Lightfoot, quote, this is 
Tucker Carlson, not Dennis. Lori Lightfoot is a monster. Any society that allows politicians to talk like this has a very ugly future ahead. If someday the Chicago police rounded up the entire population of the city, Lori Lightfoot would have no trouble pulling the right ones out of line for punishment. By the way, in case you were wondering, yes, that was a Nazi reference. It was deserved. Wow. I'm, I hadn't heard that quote. And that's so interesting. My first thought was contrasting uh, Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. I remember this one, D, uh, who said that he did not view the people who uh, lay siege to Congress as a threat because he just saw them as ordinary citizens. But if they were black protesters, he'd be more nervous. In fact, that was two nutbags that were waving their weaponry at Black Lives Matter protesters. Remember those guys? The McCaffreys from St. Louis? Old boys running for senator as a Republican. He's in the Senate primary uh, in the state of Missouri. So they got two contrasting views of <laughs> what's acceptable behavior. White people are outraged by what Lori Lightfoot said. I just want to point this out, D. They are so selective with a, but when it comes to Mayor Lori Lightfoot. When she was waging her fight against my beloved Chicago Teachers Union, all right, when she was waging her fight, she they loved her on fire. Mayor Lori Lightfoot standing up for common sense. This radical, far-left extremist organization, the Chicago Teachers Union, she's finally talking sense to them. Remember that, D? They loved her then. Now she, just tells, now she just says to the white reporter of Chicago, just wait your turn. I'm going to let the black people go first. Oh, that's horrible. And I'll say what I said at the outside. Why would anybody want to interview her anyway? Because <laughs> uh, she's got a lot to say, Ben. All right. Uh, so Tucker Carlson, man, you are a hypocrite. Uh, he's like, so what, Ben? Who cares? I'm making a lot more money than you are. And I'm not in an attic overlooking the porta potty. This just goes to show you, folks. Now, the Tuckmeister represents the far right in this country. And he's, look at, look at the Tuckmeister. That's how the right take, take care of their own, huh, D? They're not an attic overlooking a porta potty. So, uh, anyway, he's so full of it. By the way, D, Ramana sent this to me. I'm going to share this with you. Yeah, more. I got some quotes for you. All right, hold on. Calling this up. Speaking of people who've lost their freaking minds. Oh, please tell me it's Alex Jones. Please tell me it's Alex Jones. <laughs> China, damn you. Every now and then I hear in my mind, I'm like walking down the street and I'll hear Dennis's, not Alex Jones, but Dennis's imitation of Alex. I just start laughing. I'll be walking down the street. And, damn you, China. That's me imitating Dennis, imitating Alex Jones. Damn you, China. That's deep, dude. Uh, and then there's, Whoa. I always get I always get uh, Alex Jones and his neighbor's ass and Tommy Tresser. I get those two mixed up because they're so similar in so many ways. You know what I mean? Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard weighed in on this. I don't know if you saw this. She tweeted out, and I quote, Mayor Lightfoot's blatant anti-white racism is abhorrent. I call upon President Biden, Kamala Harris, and other leaders of our country, of all races, to join me in calling for Mayor Lightfoot's resignation. Our leaders must condemn all racism, including anti-white. Tulsi Gabbard. She's just, like, gone off the deep end, D. Could you just imagine that? I, I already said this to Ramon. I'm like, just imagine, like, Biden to be 
Twitter head sees this, calls Kamala Harris up. You know, I just read this tweet by uh, Tulsi Gabbard. I think it's she's right. We're gonna have a press conference, and I'm gonna ask Mayor Lori Lightfoot to resign. <laughs> I'm calling on Mayor Lightfoot to resign. It's my Joe Biden imitation. That's good. Thank you. I think Tulsi Gabbard's lost her mind, Day. I think she's lost her mind, you know. Uh, and everybody should just chill out a little bit on uh, Lori Lightfoot. If the Lori Lightfoot is going to resign for anything, the last thing she should have to resign it for is making white reporters wait. Well, it seems like the overall consensus on this is that it's just kind of a weird move from Lightfoot. Yes. And I, if I'm a cynic, which I try not to be, I would say she was doing this because she thought that she would get just nothing but wide praise from black voters. So maybe they would forget about uh, Anne Jeanette Young. Well, then, yes, it's true. She buried evidence that the police raided Anne Jeanette Young's house. Uh, they picked the wrong address and they made her stand naked for all those minutes. And then they put handcuffs on her. Ben, yes, it's true. But when black people hear that she's giving black reporters open access, first access to those in puff piece interviews, they're going to be so happy. They're going to vote for her. I think somewhere in the back of her mind, D, she was thinking that. Yeah. I don't, it's like, I call me a cynic, D. Clearly bait for right wingers, but also just kind of off putting on both on the other side too, right? I don't know. I don't know if she would. That's the other thing. I, I hadn't thought of that. God, that's good. He's good. Ladies and gentlemen, I hadn't thought about her figuring, you know, I need to get Tucker mad at me. <laughs> And Tulsi, all right, let me ask you this, Mr. Cynic. Okay, she could probably predict Tucker Carlson would weigh in. But do you think she predicted that Tulsi Gabbard would weigh in? No. Okay, that guy, where did that come from? And then, of course, Romana had to remind me, oh, you lefties love Tulsi Gabbard. I didn't love her. Oh, yes, you did, lefties. What was his voice was that? But I love her. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, oh, go uh, ahead. Go Lord ahead. Foot, Tulsi Gabbard, Tucker Carlson, what a crew. Oh, my God. I hope to God I'm never in a room with one or all of those people. All right. So, that happened now to Thursday. And the following comes from the Chicago Sun Times and Manny Ramos. Ben, I know you wanted to talk about this. Chicago activist and former mayoral candidate Jamal Green crashed a news conference on Thursday held by Mayor Lori Lightfoot for not backing Jamal Green's efforts to bring a youth center to Auburn Gresham. Lightfoot was in the neighborhood to announce a new community investment program. After the announcement, she was fielding questions from reporters when she was asked about Green's proposed Morgan All-Stars Youth Center. Green is part of an effort to build the center on the site of a shuttered CPS elementary school. When Lightfoot said she was unfamiliar with the project, Green started shouting. Uh, Green said, and you know, he watched the language. He's a polite man. He says, Mayor, stop the bull crap. Stop the bull. Uh, He said, interrupting Lightfoot. You know exactly about this center. Don't lie. You just texted me about it. So don't lie. Learn how to be honest. Giving her lessons while yelling at her. Ben, your thoughts here. I have a lot of thoughts on this one. And I got to get, get Jamal Green back in the show. I keep saying that. I keep forgetting it. Uh, but I'm going to do reach out to Jamal. Uh, if nothing, if for no other reason than that, all right, Jamal, what's with that rumor? I know that's our old news, but. But you know what, D, I. I got mixed feelings about this. On one hand, it's just not my style to interrupt people at a press conference. And uh, you know me, D, I'm very polite and 
you know, I let people talk. That's kind of where I've come from. So it would never in a million years uh, be my style to do what Jay Maul Green did. That's just where I come from. I'm not saying I'm more virtuous than him. I'm just saying that's my style. The mayor's people, uh, on the other hand, said something that was so astounding. I, I had to just shake my head in just utter disbelief. And there's a, uh, the mayor's office spokesperson in this story quoted, not named, which, by the way, reporters of Chicago. Uh, this is just a side note. We got to stop doing that. We got to stop concealing the identity of the people who are speaking on behalf of the mayor. I'm not blaming Manny. I love Manny Ramos. who's on this show. It's not him. It's just the style of Chicago is laid down. The, this is the journalistics thing. Well, uh, you can't quote me by name, but I'll give you a quote. No, 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 no. You're a paid spokesperson for the mayor of the city of Chicago. My tax dollars pay. We have a right to know who you are. And you're not saying anything that's spectacular anyway. This is some BS that Lori Lightfoot's press operation is inherited from Rahm. Why would you emulate Rahm Emanuel in anything? So anyway, a little side tangent there, D. Sorry about that. Quote, the mayor ran against a set of systems where people who screamed the loudest got silence with payoff. A mayor's office spokesperson said, apparently, Mr. Green did not get the memo. I had a laugh out loud when I read that quote. First of all, in the world, in the world, there's a saying. What is that saying, D? The squeaky oil gets the grease. Isn't that the saying? The squeaky squeaky wheel gets the oil. Oh, yeah. The squeaky oil gets the grease. Yeah, you were close. I messed that up. That's a baby boomer brain meltdown. (laughs) We'll just edit that out. Well, let's save that and keep playing it. The squeaky oil gets the grease. (laughs) Whoa. You know All righty then. (laughs) You know what, D? Let me just do another side issue. I did an interview yesterday with a um, good friend, Mark Sims, for his uh, podcast. Could be on our show next week. D. I cut a deal with him. And uh, he talked about, we talked about my dyslexia. The first time I've ever really opened up about it. Because, you know, I make references to it. About how when you have dyslexia, you reverse things all the time. It's a constant. But I remember I, I like, stood up for Joe Biden when, with his stuttering. And uh, so I just want to alert everybody. Uh, I've actually opened up about my issues, which was kind of difficult to do. Uh, but he caught me off guard and we were, I was going for a walk. I was feeling really expansive, but that's a classic Ben Jarofsky. Move this here, (laughs) whatever. I'm so old. doesn't matter anymore. Uh, anyway, the mayor ran against a system where people who scream the loudest get silenced with payoff. Apparently Mr. Green did not get the memo. I don't know what system she set up. Because if you scream the loudest, you're getting it. And sometimes screaming the loudest comes in the terms of making campaign contributions. That's like a non-scream scream. Or being friends with the mayor. Or declaring your right to something, even if you have no right to it. I'm thinking Donald Trump or Rahm Emanuel. So this notion that somehow or other, J. Maul Green is violating, like what? the standards of reform that Mayor Lightfoot has exemplified is a joke. I mean, 
you got to stand up for what you believe in and what you want. They aren't going to just give you a community center because it's the right thing to do. I have been in this city since 1981. I cannot recall any mayor since Harold Washington who would ever just like think, hmm, I'm going to build a school in a black community because it's the right thing to do. You know how long it took them to get Simeon High School, D? I mean, Simeon High School was in an old Kroger's warehouse. They built it. They put it in an old Kroger's warehouse. It was there. I go, well, we're going to have a new school any day now. And like 30 years went by and it was still in that Kroger warehouse. I, well, by the time I dropped in to do the story, it was like 25 years into it. I don't know. Man, windows are broken. There's a pigeon in the music room. <laughs> People have asbestos issues. I still think some of the uh, teachers who got cancer, it may have been linked to some of the asbestos there. You, if when is the city of Chicago ever going to go look at a, a a broken down building in a black neighborhood and, and say, oh yeah, it's the right thing to do? Well, we're going to fix this up because it's the right thing to do. No, there were some activists screaming, demanding. So it's so and, it, and it's so funny, D. The front page of the Sun Times, Tribune is a picture, Mayor Lightfoot wearing a mask, and on the mask it says, "Good trouble." And good trouble is a saying uh, that John Lewis gave. John Lewis, the great congressman, just he died last year. Uh, civil rights af- ac- activist, Edmund Pettus Bridge. You all know who John Lewis is. John Lewis stuck his neck out time and time again. He was called a troublemaker. The troopers of Alabama hit him over the head. If John Lewis was following the logic of whoever this unnamed spokesperson for Mayor Lightfoot is, he wouldn't have said anything. He just said, no, I believe that the good people of Alabama will give us voting rights if we just point out to them that we don't have voting rights. Maybe they just didn't realize that they weren't allowing us voting rights. But I had to laugh at that day. I'm like, say what you will. I like some of you out there. I don't like Jay Malgreen. All right, all right, fine. Or Ben, I don't think he should interrupt the mayor's press conference. I'm with you on that. I don't. You know, I'm, that's not my style. But this notion that somehow J. Mal Green was going to get a neighborhood center for an overlooked neighborhood on the south side of Chicago without raising a ruckus, it's not the real world, D. Not the real world. All right, let's end it out with one more Mayor Lightfoot story. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Pretty excited. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and Madeline Kenny. I've never heard of you, Madeline Kenny. Are you new to the Sun-Times? Welcome aboard. That's actually not true. She was a guest on the show once. Oh, my Lord. How embarrassing. Let's edit that out, D. Right? How embarrassing. <laughs> really? Yeah. She uh, did sports uh, at one point, and she was a guest. Oh, yeah. Uh, All righty then. All righty then. (laughs) All right. uh, Madeline Kinney writes, the board of directors of the Fraternal Order of Police have issued a vote of no confidence in Mayor Lori Lightfoot, Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown, and First Deputy Superintendent Eric Carter. The union representing rank-and-file officers said this on Wednesday. FOP president and, well, no one's favorite, John Catanzaro. 
Sarah cited growing frustrations with officers' working conditions as a reason for the vote. On numerous occasions over the last year, officers have had days off uh, canceled and were switched to 12-hour shifts in preparation for possible demonstrations or unrest. Catanzara said there's been a, quote, lack of consideration for officers' family and social lives. Catanzara continued saying, quote, too many of our officers have worked extended hours, not voluntarily, but forced, and the compensations for starters is the same whether you volunteer or not. That makes absolutely no sense, but the department doesn't give a damn, Catanzara said. I don't agree with Catanzara about anything. Really? He's making... He's making a very good point here. Oh. And this goes back to uh, comments I used to say about Mayor Rahm. And uh, so the no, there's a, a bigger question about how policing in the city of Chicago, how many police... I urge everybody to check out the interview uh, with Pete Cunningham. We got into, took the deep dive into this yesterday, talking about uh, Pete was uh, putting out the position that we have too many police officers in the city of Chicago. And instead of having police officers doing things um, like, I don't know, go respond to domestic uh, arguments, uh, they should uh, send social workers, et cetera, and so forth. This is, of course, an argument that Pete picked up from lefties. My beloved lefties uh, and that Bella Balls, by the way, Bella Balls from the tribe was articulating in her interview with uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. So Pete's not the only person who's saying this. So uh, but Mayor Rahm, his attitude was, well, I can't cut the police. We need the police presence out there. So what I'll do is I'll just uh, go to police overtime. So they're working longer. And a lot of cops are like, oh, I'll take the overtime. You know, I'll take the extra money. And uh, I don't just don't know how that's good. I don't know. D, having a, It's a very stressful job already. We know that. How do you why do you think this is good policing? This is good for the city of Chicago to have guys who are already stressed out, even more stressed out. So I think he's making a good point now. I'm not sure where he would head with this point, uh, Canizera, but I think he's making a good point. And uh, I think I agree with Peter Cunningham from what he was saying yesterday. Uh, the city of Chicago has never had an honest discussion or analysis. It's just like, how many police do we need? What do we want police to do? What kinds of roles and assignments can we shift from the police to other people? I think I'll bring Mark Wallace on to talk about this. Uh, he, he used to come on. He came on their show talking about red light cameras, et cetera. Like, should police be dealing with traffic issues? You know, if somebody goes through a, a red light, should that be a police responsibility or should that just be uh, sort of a ticket writer's responsibility? So these are issues that Chicago never deals with because the mayor wants to make a simple, not just this mayor, but all mayors want a sim- simple declaration. I have put more police on the street. I have not cut police. I remember even um, Jesus Chewy Garcia when he was running as the lefty against Rom. Remember D? He was going to prove to Chicago that he wasn't going to be some frightening Ben Jarofsky like lefty. And he's like, I'm going to hire a thousand more police officers. And <laughs> what a different world that was. That was 2015, February, March. So a lefty's not going to say that now. So. You know, yeah, there's a lot of uh, truth buried into the criticisms that Canizera is raising. And uh, we'll never have. I don't know. I sh- you know what? I shouldn't. You know what, D? I should end this on a positive vote. I'll say so. Maybe this will be the start of an honest discussion. 
maybe Pete Cunningham, who's dedicated his adult life to being the bridge between different communities in Chicago, political communities, can set something up between Black Lives Matter, Johnny Canizera, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> uh, just thinking that, it's so surreal. Oh my God, can I record it on my phone? That'd be intense. <laughs> and and Stacey Davis, you know what's so funny, D? I have to stand with this one. Lori Lightfoot's going. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to talk to black reporters first because I really want to uh, do more, do what I can to get newsrooms uh, to hire more black people. And I'm with her hundred percent on that. I'm like, why are you doing that? Why don't you talk to Stacey Davis Gates? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's black. Well, I pick and choose who I talk to. Okay. Okay. So anyway, D I don't know. Ken Azera, I'll concede this. He raises a good point. Look at that. And there you are, everybody. That's our local news. Remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J bonus interviews, and so much more. We do have some weekend interviews planned this weekend, correct, Ben? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for reminding me of that, D. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow, Ramana Hussein, a great interview. We, do, we talk about, uh, oh, my God, we talked about so much Middle East. We talked about cancel culture. Uh, Emily Wilder, who was a reporter uh, for AP, got fired because she tweeted out some comments that were very critical of supporters of Israel. Uh, interesting. And then the right wing went nuts and canceled her culture. We talked about Lori. We had a lot of Lori Lightfoot conversations. Uh, Ramana went on several riffs. So great Ramana Hussein conversation. And then Barbara Arwine. Uh, we'll drop her on uh, Sunday, and she's the leader, one of the leaders uh, of the movement to expand voting rights uh, in this country. She's a really brilliant lawyer. I was really fortunate to set up an interview with her, and she talked about some of the, you know, the initiatives in Congress that are intended. We've sort of lost track of this with all the local news, but we're under siege as a country from the right, in my opinion, Ben's opinion. Uh, so she talked about some of the initiatives in Congress to uh, sort of confront the the new laws that are intended to suppress voting, make it more difficult to vote, or to punish punish poll workers. Wow, so weird. Like now, poll workers have to worry that they may get arrested. So bizarre. The same states that said uh, under no circumstances are we going to enforce laws which require people to wear masks are now uh, determined to send police out to arrest poll watchers. I don't know if they give the wrong advice to somebody. All an attempt to suppress the vote. So Barbara Arnwine, that will uh, drop on Sunday. All right, everybody, go download them. Chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky or wherever else you download podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or any thing like that give us a review but hey remember the rule five stars only all right and uh also you can reach us online at benny j show b-e-n-n-y the letter j show on facebook twitter and instagram you can always send us an email benny j show at gmail.com b-e-n-n-y the letter j show at gmail.com and you can call the ben jarofsky show it's true we have a phone number 708-658-478 Eight. That number again is 708-658-4788. Everyone's going to be excited. <laughs> People are going to lose their minds. I'm ready. Whoa. <laughs> All righty then. You know, Lala's not just for the kids. We are all excited about this. Rock on, baby. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, Arwadi did a good job. She's funny. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So rock on, baby. Uh, that uh, want to thank this man right here, who I'm looking at, for doing an outstanding job as he always does every Friday. Oh, what a week it was, Doctor D, the pride and joy of all Illinois, and as Doctor Arwadi, as Lori Lightfoot, as the dude who's in Jane's addiction, whose name I don't know or can't Perry, remember. Perry Farrell. Perry Farrell. That's all I'll tell you. Back home in Alton, they call him Doctor Doobie. <laughs> yeah. Switched it up a little bit there, D. Keep yourself some rays. Take it out of petty cash. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mm-hmm.